This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A new signing and a big match on Saturday to discuss. This is the Blue Monday podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and this is the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. You can catch us every week live on YouTube video. We're also on Facebook video and Twitter as well. And after the fact on podcast audio, I'm taking it slow, Seb, because... I have been watching a few of our podcasts. Seb Brown's here, by the way. We'll talk to Seb in a second. But just to, I'm, I'm going for a bit of a preamble, a bit of a slow meander in, because I think if you're watching on YouTube and you are one of the great people we've got in the waiting room, YouTube sticks an advert before we appear. So I'm just padding for time. So apologies in the podcast. A little bit of an insight into the, you know, the fun and games with YouTube live. But I thought I'd give everyone the opportunity to just... Don't panic. We're not, we're not talking about Leeds yet. We're not talking about Willie Nonto yet. Don't worry. But we will get to that later on. Seb Brown is here. I mentioned Seb. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, we sit here another week down the line and it's still brilliant to be an Ipswich fan. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a new signing through the door that we're about to discuss and a huge game on the weekend with a massive, massive club. I'm enjoying some of the uh, the comments already there with the various people giving their opinions on Leeds United. And I'm excited because I get to see us play for the first time this season. I am making the trip down the oh, M6. No, really? What do you mean? Oh, no. I've got a great record. Although I nearly messed it up. I packed my new orange away shirt. To, to wear on the weekend. And I suddenly remembered my black shirt is like 13 from 13. So I quickly swapped them back I think around. We've, I think I see Tony is in the chat. Evening to Tony, pre-match show, Anna Curry, top combo. Evening to you. Tony Tony reset his lucky garment at the yeah, start the of the season and it's not made any difference. I know, so. but I can't take that risk. If, if I drive all the way back in a different shirt and we lose, you, you'll bring it up for weeks. Well, end, you so. coming might sort it out as well I, mean, so. gosh, I was at i was at derby bolton peterborough wow. barnsley exeter this is the championship mate this is the real this is the big boys league <laughs> right I'll, I'll just stay home then don't worry about it enjoy it everyone have, have a there, great time there's your pre-match analysis um <laughs> we're all very superstitious and seb seb might ruin everything no of course he won't of course he won't let's say hello to the folks in the chat great to have you with us Good day to michael from brisbane evening to mark quality signing today we have to and um, we've had to wait if we are waiting for Premier League players, I'm happy to. Uh, we've mentioned Tony's with us. Evening to Gary from the Lake District as well. Uh, somewhere I bloody love as well. Back home, you're going to be racing Seb down the M6 and the A14 all the way. Loving that. Lee's with us. Matt's with us as well. Um, evening to Rob. Evening to Lee. Find it hard to get excited about loan signings these days, although Hurst turned out all right. Neil is with us. Skip is with us. Ashley's with us. I'm, you're doing... Um, well, Ashley, um, Neil, minute silence for Greg Lee tonight. I am really sad about Greg Lee's departure. We will talk about that 
in a second, but I, I, we respect needs to be given to Greg Lee and Seb didn't do it nearly enough justice when we were doing the preamble in the um, green room. I'm just lagging you off tonight. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will be. There'll be about ten minutes of uh, Greg Lee tributes and deal later on. Uh, Dan's with us. Even Mullet, um, Luca. We all. Oh, come on! <laughs> this is the show where we welcome opposition supporters and their um, their insights to wise us up ahead of the event on Saturday. Um, Luke's here. A lot of good people here. Thank you, everyone. Um, Bluey, um, sadly, Greg go, but right decision for both. What is going to be Brandon's best position? We'll talk more about that shortly. A lot of love for Leeds in the chat, um, even to see us as well. Marty, um, uh, Norman, surely Seb should be wearing his losing bet t-shirt every week to keep the run going. I quite agree. So thank you ever for joining us. And if you're a Leeds fan as well, um, we are pleasant and nice uh, as Hang always. Around. It could, could still be fun. This is, you know, you will not win. No, that's um, that's top trumps, isn't it? <laughs> uh, worth adding our caveat earlier, and I think this is going to be a, a recurring thing, but even more so for uh, big clubs in the championship. We are Ipswich Town fans. We've done as much research as we can magically fit into the hours of the day, but I'm sure we will go wrong. So. Please don't take it personally. Please correct us in the comments or in the chat as well. Um, we are here to educate ourselves. Um, so, yeah, please help us out in that respect. But we will do our very best. Um, and we've got plenty of insights. And there's plenty going on at Leeds, as always. So we'll be bringing people up to speed on that. Let's start with the news and let's start with a new signing, Seb. Exciting stuff whenever there's um, someone puts pen to paper and we get to use the kind of pen emoji and the club get to put some stuff out, like some you know, some dr- dramatic videos and all that kind of stuff and interview, you know, he's got, I, I love how people, I think Ben did it on his Twitter, comparing this big photo with him with a flag to uh, Graham Sudes with Galatasaray. So um, is he going to plant a flag in the centre circle at Carrow Road? <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. No, it's. A, I think it's a great sign. Obviously, Brandon Williams has joined us on a season-long loan from Man United. He can play left-back. He can play right-back. If you've watched his interview with the club, it's quite interesting. He started off as a right-back, and a certain coach switched him over sides, and that coach was one Mr. Kieran McKenna. So, obviously, McKenna's worked with both United. Exactly. He's worked with them at United youth level and first team level. And I think it's just another bit of added quality to the squad. He's flexible. He can cover a few positions. If you listen to McKenna's interview after he's joined, he's talking about, you know, going either way on either foot and he can kind of take people on and whip crosses in. And he's an exciting player. It'll annoy that lot up the road a little bit, which I'm always for, obviously. And I think it ticks an awful lot of boxes. It's been a while, hasn't it? Was, was Hutchison our last signing? It's been a good month, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's been about a month, isn't it? So I, I think I think it's a great signing. Excited, ready to go. He's not played a lot of football, but he did go on United's pre-season tour and featured against Arsenal and Real Madrid. So I think he is pretty much ready to go. I'm not entirely sure he'll start on the weekend. It'll depend on the right-back situation that we will discuss uh, at some point in the, in, in the chat. But yeah, another quality signing to add quality to the squad already. And yeah, ticks all round. And I, li- I like the flexibility there as well. I, th- I think that's... Um... Yeah, I think that works in his favour. And it, you don't know where, notionally, he comes in uh, for competition at the left back spot because of Greg Lee departing. But we know he can play on the right hand side. And it might be that he's competition not only for Clark, but maybe for Wes Burns as well. You can push him up a little bit as well. So, yeah, that, that Kim, Kieran McKenna knowledge is, is really useful, isn't it? And, and also, Seb, you know, we, we obviously. We're very quick and frequent in our praise for our manager. But these kind of contacts, we were kind of anticipating a little bit of in League One and didn't really happen. This is the kind of time where it pays off, though, doesn't it? When you've got a manager who knows who knows the, know the club. Absolutely. Yeah, we've seen the picture of him sat next to Williams. I think he's signing a, a contract with Man United. And yeah, the ability to pick up that phone. But also from you know Premier League sides, even the ones that McKenna doesn't know, they're going to be so impressed with the way he plays football. You know, We've got this kind of relationship going with Arsenal a little bit with the Tyrese John Jules loan last year. And they will not, be, they will not fail to be impressed by the brand of football he is delivering. So I think any kind of Premier League side looking to get decent minutes, experience, playing the right way into a young player, we must be very high on the list of, of clubs to send players out to you, mustn't we? And obviously, being in the championship now, it unlocks a whole new world. Like you say, we kind of thought we might get a couple of ones. What, what are you laughing at? I was about to sing a whole new world like Ben would, but don't worry about it. 
Oh, okay, right. Um, you yeah, dare close your eyes. It unlocks a, yeah, a whole a whole new world of potential targets that a year ago weren't even on our you know on our radar, and now we can go and do that. And hopefully, we might see one or two more before the uh, when is it? Next Thursday is the window, isn't it? Week today is the yeah, window. first, is it? Hopefully, first of September. Somebody the thirty first, isn't it? Somebody the I think the last it's day the, of the month. first this time around, but I might be wrong. Someone, will, uh, okay. someone will no doubt put us right, and if we've gone wrong in the chat as well. Um, worth noting, I did flash this up very quickly. Norman asked, "Does William start tomorrow?" He probably won't start tomorrow, Norman, because it's Friday. We're not wishing the days away, but um, we. Uh, your thoughts? He'll probably be a bench, won't he? It depends on Clark, doesn't it? And Danassi. And Danassi, and obviously Danassi went off injured. Clark has this Achilles issue that's being managed. He probably played more than they would have wanted him to last week. So I assume if Clark is okay, Williams is on the bench, and then you start him in midweek against Reading to get some minutes in the legs, don't you? Yeah, and, and Louis is uh, is saying the thing that we're all thinking about. We know that player trading is going to become an important thing. Ideally, you know, everyone gets promoted to the Premier League together, McKenna, Leaf, Davis, and all. But Louis point here, potentially left back next year if we lose Leaf. There, there has to be a little bit of forward planning, doesn't there? Maybe that's part of this. Uh, we have got a question. I think it's from Charlie about whether there's an option to buy. He's heard different depends versions. Who, yeah, it depends what you read. The Athletic um, are reporting yes, but obviously Phil at TWCD is saying no, so there's a bit of confusion around it. I think he's going into the last year of his contract with United, but they've got an option. So you would assume if he does well, they would trigger that to to get a fee. I mean, his, his wages are going to be pretty high. I'd imagine being a relatively highly prospect, uh, a Premier League club. So there will be issues around signing him permanently, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's see how he, how he gets on and see. Hopefully he can make an impact and we can to maybe do something in January. Yeah, I mean, as he said in his interview as well, he's got to get into the team first. He's expecting to yeah. come play games. But yeah, I mean, that there might be some circumstances that may make that easier for him, given we know there's a few doubts about our right-sided defenders. So um, we shall see. Um, Gary mentions Brad's, as he's known. Is he known by... Is Brad's uh, just in your household, Gary, or is this something we can all call him? Um, K-Mac has stayed in touch with him. Yeah, that's... you know. The kind of stuff you'd expect from our manager as well, doesn't it? So um, we'll come back and talk about signings. Maybe I, I, I suspect we've done deadline day shows before, so we might come back and do that. If you want us to do deadline day stuff, it won't be with me because do I'm it mis- just to annoy Rich. I'm, I'm miserable. Well, yeah, I won't be on it, but that's fine. I'll um, email out a list away. of Blue Monday availability, and we'll make sure it's the day only Rich can do it. So. Well, that won't happen then. That's a shame. Seabass, <laughs> um, original, or Peter Andre slash Jordan version of a whole new world. Oh, blimey. Um, who's who? Who's Peter Andre and who's Jordan in our weird... Well, no, so, the, so there's the original from the film. Yeah, yeah. And then it was re-recorded when they were married. Peter Andre and Jordan did a cover yeah, it's, it's awful, isn't it? Like, it's really... Yeah. Re- even the auto-tune can't save it, yeah. So it's absolutely 100% the original. Um, so thank you for asking, Seabass. We did it with the big issues, and Mullet has confirmed... Deadline day, 11 p.m. Okay. September 1st. There you go. That's Friday, isn't it? Okay. And Neil confirming our mate Fabrizio, who's, who's all over Ipswich Town transfers these days, says an option to buy. So brands, not brads, brands. Gary's corrected it. So there you go. And Matt, I'm Team Rich. Deadline day, massively overhead. Thank you, Matt. Let's move it on to, well, should we talk about Greg Lee? I did say we were going to talk about Greg Lee. Yeah. Um, I am sad about this, not least yep. because... Um, He's made, he made a contribution, maybe more so than most people expected when Leif Davis came in. I, I, I kind of felt really sorry for him in that situation. I'm sure the club told him there's a chance we bring in a more established starting left back and therefore you'll start the season, but you might not finish it. And I kind of felt sorry for him because of that, because I think he deserved the opportunity. Obviously, great pedigree coming through at Man City and, you know, he's, struggle with injury but worked his way back had a really good season with Morecambe didn't he joins us but at the very least he's part of this great promotion team isn't he made a real contribution and probably the most significant contribution is is helping us ensure that the Barnsley game was postponed due to international call-ups do you want to give us your take on Greg Lee like you say, it's it's sad, isn't it? I guess this is now the world we live in. We cannot get too emotionally attached to players anymore because player trading is going to be a thing in an effort to kind of bolster the squad and kind of circumvent the FFP kind of rules. When he came in, like you say, I'm sure they made it clear that they were looking for somebody else, but he was so crucial. That first two months, six weeks of the season, Davis was done at 70 minutes in both games and we were yep. really reliant, weren't we, on, on Greg Lee coming in and kind of just not getting maybe as, as forward as much as Leif Davis, but really adding some solidarity and uh, solidity, sorry, 
sorry. Uh, brilliant in the air. And like you say, the, the contribution. When I was at Derby away when he came in unexpectedly. He hadn't played, I don't think, for, for, for months at that point. And, he, you know, he was brilliant, did really, really well on the day. And then the, the Barnes, it was great that McKenna sort of brought him on at, at Oakwell that night just to <laughs> rub a little bit more salt in the wound and prove what a crucial player he was. And the, the club have put out lovely videos of him with the flags after Exeter and, you know, celebrating with the team. And I think you put it in the Telegram group, the most of the first 11, most of the squad are putting things on Instagram saying goodbye to him. So it shows how well-liked and how well-thought of he is around the club. And he will be a, a, a miss. I guess Carl Edwards will be next. And I'll probably feel a bit similar to how I feel about Greg Lee now. I think this is something we have to get used to. And potentially in 12 months' time, we might be sat here having lost a, I don't know, a Wolfie, a Broadhead, a Davis. It's, <gasps> it's the world we it's the world we now live in. We're going to have no. to... We're going to have to get. We're all going to get promoted together. Well, Well, that would be lovely. But but equally, as Mark Ashton said, what took us there will not take us there. And unfortunately, this is one of the first casualties that's fallen by the wayside. So wish him all the best. Hopefully, he goes and absolutely tears up League One with Oxford. Yeah, Matt, as Matt says, great player, great personality. Only issue was competing with Leif Davis for the starting position. Really wish him well for the future. Oxford have done really well there. Rob, similar. Good luck to him at Oxford. They're getting a good team together. And. have to say, if I if I was to pick a team in League One to go to, you know, it's unlikely that maybe he goes to a Derby or a, or a Bolton, perhaps Oxford under Liam Manning. Really great start, really great coaching team. Obviously, well known to the people at ITFC as well. So that's a really, you know, it's it's, it's a, a a squad, a team where he's got a good chance of going straight in and staking an immediate claim for that starting position yeah. as well, isn't it? So we really wish him well and um we salute you Greg. yeah <laughs> don't say says neil you're wishing players away already uh mullet we've already lost rakeem harper surely we are all player of the season we should say mullet player of the year rakeem harper yeah um and john oh john the misery <laughs> we're gonna have to get used to some of our favorite no never i shall not allow it john good to have you with us by the way as well norman still numb from drilling going <laughs> let's move it on to um to more positive uh, you know uplifting things obviously we've talked about our friends at um town plan sporting food banks before it's obviously a bit of a sad situation in society that um groups like this are needed but nevertheless they are harnessing the positivity and the power of football supporters aren't they said for great things i'll put some images up would you want to give us the bits and pieces about how folk can get involved yeah, so it's the first one of the town fans supporting food bank collections this weekend. You can meet them in the fan zone and at Sir Bobby as well. It's a brilliant cause and it shows how you know how much good football can do when people kind of pull together. If you go to at ITFC underscore FSF on X or Twitter, if that's what you still call it like I do. They've X. got these they've got it's what it's called now. It's called X, isn't it? Yeah, My but don't call up. it that. Oh, sorry. All right. Twitter. Um, you can go there. You've rebranded of... it, you fool. <laughs> I, won't, I won't do the next line. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it, they've got a list of, of items to bring. It's a great cause. If you can help out, please do. And um, I'm sure there'll be many more throughout the season. So, yeah, kudos to the guys doing that. Fair play. It's a, it's a really, really worthy cause. Yeah, worth adding as well. I think the guys accept um, financial donations as well yeah. if you're unable to make it with um, food stuffs. And also, you know, another valuable thing, is people's time as well. So if you want to volunteer, as said, Seb, uh, Seb says, go and um, message them on social media as Seb um, at ITFC underscore FSF. I think they're on Insta and Facebook as well. Go and check them out. But if you want to volunteer your time, that would be massively appreciated. For those of you listening on the podcast, um, a few of the examples of well, I'll list them out. Shall I? The things they want in demand: chunky soup, tinned peas, sweet corn, carrots, etc. Tinned. Rice it's pudding, basically long beans. life items is ideal for yeah. them, you know, stuff that's not going to Tomatoes, dry instant mashed potatoes, toiletries, warm clothes as well, ready meals, cereals, um, Kellogg's variety packs. There you go. I haven't had a variety pack in forever. So, yeah, do support ICFC fans supporting food banks and various locations around Port Monroe, not least the Sir Bobby Robson statue in the fan zone. And they will be there, as we say, from half 12. Is it Seb? Half 12, yeah. I think it yeah. is. Good stuff. Finally, before we start talking about Leeds, uh, ITFC women got their season up and running with a victory in the league. They are now in cup action at home 
at the AGL Arena on Sunday against Billericatown, who had a stonking 6-0 win away at Plymouth, including four goals and an assist for XITSC forward Maddie Biggs. So um, she'll be chomping at the bit, I'm sure, to make a statement on Sunday. But this is the determining round of the FA Women's National League Cup. There's kind of two variations of the tournament that spin off as a result of that. And if you win, you're in one. If you lose, you're in the other. I think that's the situation. Matt will correct me if I've got that wrong in the chat. But do get down to the AG Arena. You know, we've... We keep talking about the the goodwill off the back of the Lionesses and you know the great um, tournament they had at the World Cup, just falling short, obviously, of, of winning the whole thing. Um, I nearly did a Ted Lasso quote there as well and swore as well, and we're not even 20 minutes in. But yeah, and obviously ITFC women missed out on goal difference from top spot last season as well. So positive start with the win away at Cardiff. We'll be def- desperate to prove a point this season and to go one better. So do get behind the team, get head down to the AGL. Season tickets are available as well. They're really cheap. It's something like 50 or 60 quid, I think, for an adult. Um, nothing for kids. Well, there w- I think there is a financial value for kids, but it's basically as good as nothing. So get down there. I will be banging the drum in more ways than one on Sunday. So, you know, that's worth the admission fee alone, isn't it? There we go. Um so, um, Stephen, hello, guys. Hope you are well. The mighty so-called Lees this weekend. Really excited you sending from Man United. Happy days at town. Um, and at home, it's 30 days till the birth of my... Oh, Steve. Brilliant. Congratulations. Yeah, that will be... Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, it's called a Rover Metro now. Um, evening to um, Anthony. And yes, Matt has confirmed, winner goes into the FAWNL Cup and loser plays for a plate. Sounds like bullseye, doesn't it? You could win a caravan or you could win a plate. No, it's not like that at all. Let's talk about Leeds. We've got to to go there, Seb. And as always, we kind of did it last week looking for narrative with QPR. Ironically, it's kind of a similar situation or coincidentally similar at Leeds as well. Obviously, Premier League until very recently. But there's always something going on at Leeds, isn't there? It's very rare that there is not something... A, a foot in the background and we've got managerial stuff prior to the new boss coming in we've got players refusing to play we've got takeovers where do we start Seb do you want to tell us where they ended last season first and foremost and then we'll get into all the craziness that's followed yeah, so obviously relegated from the Premier League last year. They finished 19th on 31 points. They they go down with a whimper. They they only were one point from the last five games, despite Big Sam going in there and saying that Klopp and Guardiola couldn't hold a candle to him or whatever it was he said. They only won seven games all season. They conceded 78 goals on their way to relegation. I remember the year before under BL, so they conceded a hell of a lot of goals and they just simply couldn't fix that. And if you're averaging over two goals a game conceded, then you're going to get relegated, let's be honest. <laughs> They have a. Uh, they have quite, a spl- is that a quote? You're gonna get. Is oh. that you're gonna get lied to? Yeah, yeah, it was. Good, I was good, trying good. it. Yeah, um, they had a splurge on on transfers. 130 million quid spent, but he loses his two most. This is Jesse March, by the way. He's appointed in the to keep them up at the end of the 2021-2022 season. He goes into the summer and he loses his two best players in Rafinha, who goes to Barcelona, and Calvin Phillips, who goes to Man City and plays about three minutes worth of football in an entire season. Um, and he goes out on a, on a bit of a spending spree and tries to bring people in, but it just doesn't work and. Yeah, the, the whole season, I think, from start to finish would be would be described as a, a complete mess. Sometimes you kind of look at managers in roles and you kind of think, are they set up to fail? Is they, Could they have done anything here? And I think losing your two best players uh, was kind of, a, you know, I think Jesse March was really up against it from the, from the start. I guess with hindsight, he keeps them up the year before. He shakes hands and he moves on. And, you know, he, he, he's kind of kept a bit in Leeds folklore history and they look to, to start again and it didn't work out. And, yeah. I mean, when I was doing the script for QPR last week, there were certain headers I put in it like managerial merry-go-round and off-field issues. And this week, I just kept them all the same because they've they've had some real issues very, very similar to QPR last week, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Jesse Marsh. We're talking about the managerial situation now. There are, as you said, that there are sometimes there's a neutral where you look at a club and the man in the dugout and you go, I just don't get that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a fit. And you're right, Jesse Marsh had some really great moments, didn't he, in that season? I think the Wolves away victory. Did they win that 4-3 or something like that? They were I'm trying to remember. They had a massive comeback, didn't they, in that season to get that kept them up. I think it was a 4-3 win. They were someone like crazy amount of goals down and came back to get the, at least a point, maybe, maybe all three. And you kind of think, great, you know, he's kind of galvanized the team. And you can imagine from, you know, he's a very personable 
um, American coach, you know, that kind of galvanizing short-term effect, I can totally understand. And then they, uh, clubs often do this, don't they? They, they recruit a manager for a very short-term reason. Yeah. They do the job. And then, as you say, rather than go, great, thanks very much. We part on good terms. They give him the job. It, it just never was never going to work. I, I just couldn't, you know, e- even if you give him the 130 million quid to spend, I just didn't see a situation where Jesse March for the second season as a success at Leeds. And then what's worse, Seb, is, is then all of the chaos that follows his departure. If you're going to sack him, have a strategy to bring someone yeah. in. And there's three managers who end up managing them for the rest of the season, aren't there? It's crazy. Yeah, they had four managers last season. So Jesse March lasts till about February time. He does 19 games, so roughly half the season. He is then let go, and Michael Scaballa comes in, who was one of the assistant coaches. He takes over for three games. Then Javi Garcia rocks up, the ex-Watford manager, and you kind of think, well, okay, I guess maybe they're going to look to kind of look to just 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 go more solid and try and try and grind out points to see them over the line. And he's doing okay. He takes care of 12 games. I think he won three of them, so he was he was doing all right considering where they were in the the league table. And then really weird with four games left to go some rumors kind of break at the a few days out and suddenly big sam's back in football <laughs> having not featured for what seems like an eternity and he's kind of got four games i think one was against man city if i remember rightly one was against newcastle west ham and somebody else and they're kind of thinking okay well it's obviously just a complete shock tactic for the squad to try and you know get them get them galvanized and get them over the line and it just it doesn't work out at all does it any any club that has four managers in a uh, in in one season is really really obviously going to struggle and i've got a quiz question for you because i know you love these and i throw team selections at you and stuff like that in the last 10 years how many managers do you reckon Leeds have had oh wow so that's so going back to 2013 i mean i'd guess permanent or including caretaker you can do either i guess i'd double it is it like two a year or something like that that would be my guess it's 15 permanent managers and three caretaker managers. Oh, not, it's not too far crazy. Far. And when you consider Bielsa was there for three years, I think, was it? That makes the turnover even more crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's at times it's been a it, it's a huge club. We cannot get away with that. I know people have got comments on them and thoughts on these, <laughs> but they are an absolutely massive club. But sometimes some of the stuff they do is, is absolutely crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, if it feels like a a new Blue Monday feature, you know, play your cards right, higher or lower than a Leeds, higher or lower than a Leeds, Watford, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to give me? <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah, Watford is setting the benchmark there. But as you say, you know, we always recite uh, Harry from Bath, our great mate Harry yeah. from Bath, owners relegate clubs, and you kind of feel last season it's kind of one for the ownership to take responsibility for. And I mean, they are ultimately culpable here and are are in the slow process of being removed from custodianship of the club, aren't they? Because takeover happened. Or yeah, so the partial the, takeover, right? Yeah, the 49ers enterprises had 44% of the club already going into the summer, but it's announced pretty swiftly after the relegation that Radrazani is looking to move on and sell his shares for a complete takeover to the 49ers. And it just seems to take forever to get done. And I think that's why they're now playing catch up, obviously, because the, the takeover, I think, was announced. on the, They get relegated on the 28th of May. Big Sam leaves three or four days later. And then on the 9th of June, they announced that the sale is going to go through. And obviously, it's awaiting EFL approval. And then nothing, it just gets stuck until the 17th of July. So you're talking, what, five, six weeks at your most crucial time of the season. They've kind of identified Farker as the one they want to go for, but they don't really make an appointment. He, he joins just before. He points on the 4th because they're two days out from pre-season training. And you've lost, suddenly you've lost five weeks of your summer transfer window when you should be working on individual player fitness programs, identifying you know players to come in, shipping out the people you don't want. And it's just left them playing catch up massively. And they're kind of in a catch 22 now because we'll come on to the recruitment in a minute. They've got what a week and a day or eight days left now of the window and they need it to stay open because they need bodies to come in, but they need it to close because they need some sort of, you know, idea of who's going to be left in the, uh, in the building at the end of it. So yeah, not, not, and I'm just taking them all off tonight. Two in a row. Not an ideal, uh, not a happy home life. I would suggest. Oh, three. That was epic, Seb. Congratulations. That is the the best contribution I think you've ever made to Brilliant. the podcast. Thanks. I love Never that. mind the hours of research. Well, no, Thanks. that was research. That was well-researched as well, wasn't it? Yeah. The, I mean, the managerial situation is, is <laughs> it's a farce with Farker, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got to the, you've got to within a month of the season starting and only then do you it's, announce it's the manager. It's two days before preseason he comes in. That's two nuts, days. isn't it? 
you'd have yeah i i guess you know we we may have had a similar situation the opposite situation with game changer and and paul cook didn't we you know that was a that was a brewing in the background it wasn't confirmed until march april time but we just sat paul lambert or marcus evans had just sat paul lambert and it's kind of like well this is the way i'm thinking do you kind of agree on the basis that in a few months time you will be in charge and i guess that was the type of conversation that was had and yeah. i think i guess on paper if cook had worked out that's a great situation obviously it didn't but you'd rather have someone in charge at least a bit of continuity than have no one so yeah really messy there and as you say playing catch up we know that farker you know when he came into norris there was a bit of a slow burn wasn't there and maybe leeds eventually will you know click and there was there's some signs that stuff is starting to click but there's so much going against them and this season and other teams starting really well <coughs> ipswich that <laughs> You know, there's a point where maybe you're you're off it and you're relying on an Ipswich-esque end of last season kind of run and another team dropping away to be able to get into the autos or even the playoffs. Dare I say, do you remember yeah. in 2002, 2003, we were relegated from the Premier League and obviously we didn't have any managerial up here because Burley stayed on, but our start was so poor, wasn't it? We were playing catch-up from sort of, what, September, October onwards and we could, we could never get get going enough to catch the the chasing pack as we found out in league one a couple of years on the bounce when you're chasing down sides that win every single week it can be very very difficult to claw your way up the table should we deal with Farker very quickly uh, it's a name that's going to be familiar to a lot of Ipswich Town fans obviously because of his connections with them lot where he was frankly pretty successful um yeah, interesting yeah. that we've got two home games in the championship and both <laughs> both have got ex-Norwich managers in the dugout I'm sure the North Stand will welcome him with the same serenade they gave to uh, uh, to Alex Neal a few weeks ago. Yeah, like I say, he was appointed on the eve of preseason, signed a four-year deal. So it's a bit of a vote of confidence from Leeds, given how how much they've spent in the past in managerial compensation for sackings. They're clearly willing to back him, hopefully hoping he can build something there. We know him best from his time up the road, obviously. The promotion, the, the, did they win the title both occasions, 2019 and 2021? I think they did, didn't they? Uh, but then we're absolutely crap in the Premier League, obviously, so we can all laugh at that. Um, he gets fired by... By, by them and they bring in Dean Smith etc and he goes to Borussia Mönchengladbach and doesn't do amazingly and he's out of work and then Leeds pick up the phone to him and interestingly some of his quotes I was reading earlier on the, I think it was in The Athletic when he joined some of the quotes he was saying stuff like I had to be convinced by them and stuff you know he didn't he didn't sound overly you know over 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 the for, top for, reason, of, for obvious reasons right what we've well yeah, about, yeah yeah I just thought it was a strange way to kind of endear yourself to the uh, <laughs> to the fan base I guess but he is proven annoyingly at this level he is he has a proven track record he he kind of got lucky with the, the Madison sale at Norwich and he turned sliding doors and, moment big sliding yeah. doors moment that derby match as well where yeah there were boos weren't there when we were Farker sorted out was the, the cry wasn't it yeah yeah but yeah annoyingly they then go and we win the league and a crap in the Premier League win the league again and yeah and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Whether you need a VPN to protect you while online, to allow you to change your worldwide location virtually, or maybe a bit of both, NordVPN gives you the freedom to do so. NordVPN also allows you to stream TV shows, films and even sporting events which aren't available in your local region, changing to a country which is showing that content, meaning you can switch as seamlessly as a Kira McKenna in-game tactical tweak with just one click. But that's not all. NordVPN can also look after you while online, preventing your card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, safeguarding your personal and sensitive information from harm. Think of it as a Cyber Sam Morsey, offering protection to your own personal back four, but with far fewer yellow cards. NordVPN is available for the price of a cup of Bovril per month and one account can be used across six different devices. Visit nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description for more information about the offer and a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee trial period. You'll also be helping out the pod by subscribing. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, t- two thoughts on, well, one thought on Farker and one thought on Borussia Mönchengladbach. The first is, is there ever been a man whose uh, appearance and voice don't fit together more <laughs> yeah. than Daniel Farker or, yeah. or don't fit, as in the case may be. Uh, very, very soft. My, the guys, my guys. Um, and also, here's a joke for everyone. Who's the, who's the, who's the most unpopular person at the Borussia Mönchengladbach match? The guy who shouts, give us a B! Anyway, That's very moving, good. Did you think, did you think that up yourself? No, I stole it. I stole it. Oh. As, as, as all good things that come out of my... That I, I say on this podcast, it's stolen. <laughs> Let's deal with the key arrivals, shall we, in the squad? Because there's plenty going on. And then we'll talk about us and history and all that kind of stuff. Do you want to... I mean, some big names in there in terms of... Well, Ampadu for 7 million is probably the one that people are he's aware the, of. Yeah, he's the headline, um, isn't he, from Chelsea. Carl Darlow, the goalkeeper's come in from Newcastle for kind of 300, 400,000 pounds or so. Sam Bryan's returned. He was there seven, eight years ago at a right back. He's now returned. He's filling in at left back because of their various injury issues and squad unavailability. And they've signed Joe Roden as well from Spurs. I think that's quite a good sign. I love his podcast. Left, Roden. Left-sided, left-sided, um, left-sided centre-back. Very experienced. You're on fire tonight, aren't you? We that, both that are. Drive, we both that are. drive from Warwick to... Uh, Give us a like, everyone, if you're enjoying the bants. A few hours has, uh, has, has really revved you up. Yeah, Joe Roden's joined on loan from Spurs. Very experienced at this level with Swansea. But it's all about the departures. And until a couple of days weird. ago, the players that were refusing to play for them. They have these weird relegation loan clauses. We've all heard of relegation clauses, obviously, where you get relegated and a player can leave for X amount of money if a suitable bid is made. But I've never heard of relegation loan clauses where... You're not you're losing a player in the squad. Okay, there'll be some considerable savings on wages depending on their salaries, but to then get no money to bring in to kind of reinvest is is really weird. So yeah, whoever signed off those deals, I presume they got sacked when the takeover mm. went through because they make no sense well, they whatsoever. Keep doing it. So like there were sorry. more of them. They've done yeah, more of them I mean, the summer, haven't they? It's weird. Only Tyler Adams has really gone for any considerable money. He's gone to uh, he's gone to Bournemouth. Rodrigo went for three million quid to the Qatari Superstars League. Tyler Roberts four hundred grand to Birmingham. But then they've lost over eighty million pounds worth of transfer fee talent for for nothing. They're just all loaned out. They've got Robin Cock at Frankfurt, Diego Lorente and Rasmus Christensen at Roma. Brendan Aronson's gone to Union Berlin. Max Wobber to Borussia Mönchengladbach. It's just a really weird way of doing business. And I guess maybe the idea is they get promoted and suddenly they've got these players who can then come back in with a, with an idea of kind of, you know, having a stab back at the Premier League. Or maybe next summer you're in a stronger... If, if you do get promoted but you don't want these players, you're in a stronger position to sell than having just come down and having to kind of make up a shortfall of cash. But really weird. I've, I've never known anything like that. And like I said earlier, they need reinforcements desperately. There's a chance that Joel Pirro might sign in time, which would be really, really annoying. Yeah, he, they, they, it sounds pretty close. Farkas pre-match presser was suggesting they're not too far away. They've also been linked with Lewis O'Brien from Forest Central Midfielder and Glenn Kamara from Rangers central midfielder as well so they are in need of personnel coming through the doors and like i say they need the window open to get people in but equally they need to close so they can have some kind of clarity on who's gonna who's gonna still be around and then we've got the two players who for for very different reasons yeah can't won't can't, can't cook won't cook won't play um well, they but, will, they, but it, now it, suddenly welcome yeah. back with open arms Annoyingly, if it was 48 hours ago, we'd be probably more confident going into the game than we maybe are now because, yeah, Willie Gnoto and uh, Luis Sinistiera are both suddenly welcomed back into the fold. They were both ostracised. I think they both played in the first game against Cardiff. And they then kind of make themselves unavailable. Willie wanted to go to the, the Premier League. I think Everton were kind of flirting with him all summer and Leeds kind of dug their heels in and said, you haven't got a relegation release clause. You haven't got a weird relegation loan clause, so you're not going anywhere. And he spat his dummy out and made himself unavailable to play. But just like with Todd Cantwell and Emmy Buendia, Farkas kind of managed to bring them back hey into guys. the main group. Hey, and- guys, my guys, you got to be my guys. It would be really annoying if uh, if they turn out to be quite big players for them this season. Sinistera was linked with Brentford. They, both players can play in either wide position, kind of a wide forward, or, or, or Notto can go through the middle as well. But yeah, they're suddenly back in the group and the press conference today says they're, they're kind of almost ready to go. And I'd be surprised if they both start because that does send out a bit of a message to the rest of the squad if they suddenly come back into the side. But I would certainly expect them to be on the bench. They've, they struggled to fill the bench in the first three league games this season. I think they only had five against, or seven, sorry, against uh, West 
West Brom and, and eight against Birmingham. So they have been in need of extra personnel in and around the squad. And I guess those two will, will come back in and be bench options, which annoyingly will strengthen them. Yeah, and as Louis says, um, it's is it Nadia Mamiri? Um, yeah, centre back, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Leverkusen. He's also yeah. linked as well. So, you know, time is running out on these. And and w- with respect to Nonto and Sinistera, um, you had some extra vowels in there, which is totally fine. That's that's you're ticking all of them off tonight, Seb. That's quality. I know that they they've had match action during the season, but there's a lot of psychology you know, around the squad and obviously the fans as well. There were some protests and, you know, Nonto's only 19. You know, you can forgive him a little bit of impetuousness, maybe poor advice, but he's now back into the fold, isn't he? But it doesn't, you don't flick your fingers and resolve some unsettled members of the squad straight away, do you? Yeah, the players have to work hard and win it back. How would you feel if this was flip reversed? If if we'd come down and let's say, I don't know, pick two, Nathan Broadhead and Sam Morsey. They never, ever would, obviously. But if two, you know, pretty important players suddenly go to the boss and say, oh, I, I want to leave, I don't want to play. How would you feel about it if they were if they were welcomed back as, as a fan on the stands? Would you would you take into consideration their age? Would you think they were poorly advised? What, what would your views on the situation be? I think, personally... I tried to figure out the situation that they're facing themselves as well. Cause we always assume football is cynical money grabbers, etc. You know, if you put yourself in the shoes of any professional, you work for a company and that company has a really bad year and everything is really terrible. None of us would think twice about trying to find a job somewhere else, would we? So the idea that footballers should be, um, should be treated differently in that respect. I, I don't buy how they do it, how they agitate for it is probably the key. And again, we are outsiders to all of that stuff. So I think knowing how fickle and how football moves so quickly, what you don't want to do as a football um, football supporter is make a really snap judgment, stick with it and not not allow yourself to have new information that may test the theory that you have. And ultimately, if if they go for big money who cares if they come back in the team and contribute happy days. So I think the worst situation you can do is, is perhaps make a massive, massive meal out of it. You know, even more entrenched the the players in their view that they want to get out as well. That part of you needs to think the long game. If Monto doesn't join someone else, he was one of their best players in the premier league last season, a saleable asset, get behind him a little bit, but that's my personal view, but it's easier said than done when you're, it's not your club and it's not your players. Yeah. But that's my general, my perspective is avoid making rash calls that could backfire in the long term. Fair that's enough. Yeah. What I, do you yeah, think? I think I'm in agreement. I, I think we've all done stupid things when we're young. And oh, there you go. Louis, yeah, exactly yeah. like Lewis says. I think we all made rather stupid decisions at 19. And that's very true. And Sinisteras was around a, a contractual legal issue. I'm guessing he might have had a clause that there was some debate over when it expired or, or whatnot. So yeah, I, th- I think if they get their heads down, work hard. I mean, we saw banners and chants aimed towards them, I think, last weekend. Um, if, if, if they can get their heads down, work hard, reinvigorate themselves with the squad, that's probably the, the best way to go about getting a move. Throwing your toys out the pram isn't going to work at all, is it? Especially a yeah. big club like Leeds with such a, a big, passionate fan base. Yeah. Uh, David, thank you, as always, for your support of the podcast via the Super Sticker. We appreciate you. We appreciate that support. If you want to do likewise, if you're watching on YouTube, there is a button in the Super Chat to do that. Otherwise, a thumbs up is massively appreciated, as always. And if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Uh, All this content, pre- and post-match, available in your YouTube feed every single week and more, besides as well, including Combined 11s. We did a Combined 11 Ipswich Leeds, much more difficult than people think. And a lot of people reminding us of players from perhaps bygone eras. We were trying to entice younger viewers and uh, so therefore didn't mention the likes of Rod Belfit. Is that a name that means anything to you, Seb? No. There you go. Case closed. I am far younger than you, though. Of course. You've, yeah, definitely. Let's finish in terms of Leeds, style of play, formation, um, Evening to Michael, um, Virginia, USA. Great to have you with us. Uh, if you're watching internationally like Michael, let us know. We are always appreciate our international listeners, especially those down under as well. Team Australia, we love you guys. We know what Farker teams are about, don't we? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's likely to be a four at the back as well. Possession, high press. Yeah. You know, that's basically the gist of it, is it? And, and there are some players in this squad. We've talked about the signings. 
Dan James is probably the name that jumps out in terms of being able to. We know that he likes attacking pacey wide players. Yeah, Dan James is 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 kind of the the big standout name there, isn't he? But question marks. So. Yeah, he's a doubt in the pre-match presser. So Farker likes to play a four-two-three-one. We know what it's going to be. It's going to be high press. Some a, a striker like yeah with Pookie who is just running the channels, running around like a headless chicken all game. Uh, heavily possession based, and there are some signs that's starting to work. They're they're fifth in the league for possession with fifty-nine percent. They're third behind us in Southampton for ball one in the final third of the pitch, which shows a, an exemplary high high pressing side. And Dan James has started the season really well. Now in the pre-match presser, Farker kind of hinted and said. He's got an abductor issue, so there's a chance he might not feature. He's a bit of a doubt. That would be a plus. He looked pretty decent against West Brom. They drew 1-1 with West Brom last Friday night under the lights on Sky Sports at Ellen Road, and he did look pretty good. He gets an assist for Luke Ayling's goal, and he's kind of started the season very, very strongly. But but yeah, we like you say, we know what Farker's going to want. And Do you think it's a good time to play them? It would have been a better time to play them without these two lads who've come back in, obviously, but surely it's a good time to play them now before Joel Pirro rocks up, before they've got another two months worth of, you know, Farker's kind of training methods on the on the on the training pitch coming across to them. I, I think it's a decent time to play Leeds, don't you? I agree. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't got a huge amount to add to that. I think you've, yeah. you've nailed it there. I think it's a very different team in a month's time. Yeah, put it that way. Um, but it's maybe a, it's a better team that may have faced West Brom last week as well. So yeah, James is, is back, a big but- question mark, isn't he? Yeah, they've still got issues around some some availability. Liam Cooper's missing. Patrick Bamford, a name that a lot of people will know from their Premier League kind of scoring days, he's missing as well. So they've got up to seven first-teamers out. Um, and they've got this really good kind of blend, this crop of mixture of academy players and kind of younger players who they've kind of either signed or nicked from other kind of clubs. They've got Archie Gray. He's the central midfielder. He's been filling in alongside Ethan Ampadu. He's the fourth generation of Greys to play for Leeds after his dad, Andy, not the Scottish one, the, the one who was at like Barnsley and Forest a few years ago. His grandfather, Frank Gray, and his great uncle, Eddie Gray, the, the Leeds United legend. They've got Charlie Cresswell, a centre-back. He's come through the academy. Jamie Shackleton's a central midfielder. Sam Greenwood has been playing on the right. He's ex-Arsenal and Sunderland. So they've kind of got this really nice t- um, sort of pool of younger talent, which I guess they're using to drip feed whilst they're building the rest of the squad. Yep. Yeah, that that's what you... In terms of a strategy, a long-term strategy, giving the youth a chance is really big for them. And as you say, that I was Archie Gray looked really good actually against against West Brom for me. I haven't seen too yeah. much of the rest of them. And yeah, you know, a nineteen year old left back slash centre back and Leo Helder, you know, always you're gonna tell that a Scandinavian tall centre back is is gonna be decent probably. So um yeah, signed from Celtic, but I think had been involved in some pretty big teams in Scandinavia before he came over here as well. So uh yeah, there's there's definitely enough talent there. It's whether it can be knitted together to create a credible whole and whether it's going to be, um, and they, uh, we've got Robbie with us. Hi, Robbie is a Leeds fan. Um, Ampadu key for us. Um, great to have you with us, Robbie. Thanks for insights as well. Um, doesn't feel too upset about, um, Cooper and Bamford being absent. Um, Bamford, a weird one. Um, great spell at Leeds for a while and a bit flattered to deceive, isn't he? And yeah, always, yeah. Interesting one with Bamford. Is he, is he one of these players that, is he the new Rob Earnshaw, Dave Nugent, yeah, can do it, Jordan can do it in our league and yeah, struggles yeah. in the in the league above. They're playing Jorginho Rutter up front at the moment. He was signed in January for big money, 28 million quid, but he only played one Premier League game. He's, he's, he came off the bench in a few, but he only started one game. He's the striker. But if Joel Pirro were to arrive before, I guess, is it midday tomorrow? If he arrives before midday tomorrow, he could probably Friday, play against to, us. Yeah, so recording on Thursday though. night. So if he signs before midday on Friday, he can feature against us. So fingers crossed they won't get that one done until after the weekend. They need to get the facts sorted out, don't they? I hope it's still a fax. I love, I love to think that foot transfer deals are still done by fax. Let's talk about um, us in the context of Saturday's game as well. You know, the, the history of this fixture, obviously haven't played each other since we beat them at the end of the 18-19 season, the Colin Quainer special, um, <laughs> just ahead of their playoff games against Derby. And maybe that maybe Colin Quainer upset them a little bit for that one. But overall, Seb, um, what's the record? At least marginally. Over, overall, right? yeah. Leeds have got the, the edge overall. They've been 29 ITFC wins, uh, 33 Leeds wins. They're just ahead in 21 draws. But our record at Portman Road against them is excellent. Since they came back to the championship from League One in 2010, we've won eight out of the last 10. And their last victory was a 2-1 win back in 2013. So although they are a, a, a big, big side, our record against them is really, really good. That that game at the end of 2018-19 was weird, <laughs> was wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird. I remember Dizelle scoring a lovely goal. He was playing on the right wing and cutting in on his left foot, scored a lovely goal. And then that absolute 
cluster F at the end where the keeper ran out and it just fell to Quino, kind of tapped it home. And we kind of thought, oh, we'll just go off to League One and have a fun year and Lambert will bring us straight back up. And didn't really work out that way, did it? But our overall record is, if you're looking for it, yeah, some extra encouragement, yes. extra positivity, our record is good. Good omens. Well, as we said, the, the right-back situation is probably the question mark, isn't it? We, we haven't yet heard the extent of Danassia's injury. We've obviously withdrawn having had a bit of a rough time against Sinclair Armstrong, we have to say. Uh, Harry Clark comes in, lasts the full, well, the remainder of the game. But then you've got Brandon Williams as well. So, yeah, what's your take, Seb? I presume Clark will be the one to start if he's able to. And if he can't get past 60, 65 minutes, then you bring Williams on, don't you? And, and swap him out a little bit. Like you say, we've not heard about Dynasty. And he, he, didn't, he wasn't an impact injury. He just went down, didn't he? So yeah. I guess it's, it's some sort of strain or pull, maybe his calf or something. I, I don't know. So I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow. I'm, I'm not a medical expert. I'll <laughs> use the term. What was the term used on the flagship show? Super mega cramp to describe um, Sinclair Armstrong's uh, injury. Yeah. I, I'm not a medical expert I love either, how you're so. going the, straight for the calf. Uh, well, it's logical. It's sort of down that way, isn't it? Do you know what so an abductor... We mentioned that... Dan, is it Dan James? I oh, know. Was, was it Dan Helder James or, got the abductor issue. Do you know yeah, what an abductor muscle is? No, do you? It is a muscle that takes a limb away from the central bit of the body. So right. any, any muscle that allows, allows you to move your arms, your legs your hips away from the central torso that's an abductor muscle and also kind of in your fingers as well i think there are abductor muscles there as well so science everything you know when you text me after the show and you say are there any bits we can clip up there you go education say that on your tiktok yeah um, oh that's a good question i'll just Ipswich town old boy would you like sinclair armstrong we did debate this a bit on Sunday, didn't we? Yeah, really it looked very good, take. very raw. Um, he's, he's, he'd be a bit of a project, I think. But yeah, he was direct. He was powerful. He was quick. He he kind of, yeah, he certainly put himself about and the game changed when he went off. So for the right price, yes. But you couldn't bank on him to become a, you know, a, a, a proper kind of, you know, a, a key dependable player for a year or two. I think he'd have to, uh, I think he'd have to develop under McGill. Charlie's a, a personal trainer. He's shaking his head. Uh, the, uh, both of us you for the well, don't blame me i'm pretty certain my lay description of abductor muscle was good but um and sam has rightly pointed out would he google that just before the show did i did you i can neither confirm nor deny those rumors you, sam. Definitely you know did. some of us paid attention in gcse biology and it wasn't me um, you can't yeah. remember that far back rumbled photosynthesis so apart from that said no no other changes really are there no, I don't think you do, do you? I, I presume somebody drops off. Greg Lee was on the bench last week, wasn't he? So it'll be a straight swap on the bench. No one will drop out. And apart from that, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Cool. And we're going to come on to predictions shortly as well. So save those up. Start your thinking. I don't know what Seb's talking about. or what's, For those of you listening on the podcast, Seb made a gesture, which will be explained. A celebratory shortly. gesture for the upcoming yeah. How long has it taken? Yeah. Um, a few bits of housekeeping, as we tend to do here on the podcast, where you're brought to you in partnership with the Graham Pub. Massively packed, it words. It was very packed. <laughs> before it was very joke. packed. Brilliant. So you're good at biology, but not so much at the English, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, I got a B. Um, so I was going to say, the reason is, Seb, it's like... Do I He's want gone. to tell people that it's busy so they get there earlier and I and, and my chances of getting a table that I like diminish? Or do I just say, the Greyhound's great, um, maybe see you there. So It's brilliant. Make sure you come really along. Know. It opens at midday. There you go. Opens at midday. There you go. Um, yes. I feel bad now doing that. No, come on, come on down to the Greyhound and we'll be there. Merch store, Telegram, as always, linked on our website, bluemondayitfc.co.uk. Also, all the pod feeds and stuff are there as well. And we mentioned it on Sunday. I haven't got any more details. We're still um, in negotiations with all the good people at ITFC. But Blue Monday Live, we did an event last November in Portman Road. We have been allowed to return. And we will do so on Saturday, October the 7th, after Preston. So do join us after the one-all draw with Preston for Blue Monday Live at Portman Road. We've got we've got history, unfortunately, so that's why I mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. I'll get it out of the way early. But it'd be great to see lots of people in person. We've got plenty of interactive stuff and plenty of football chat and some guests as well. Sue Cook, um, TBC. But yeah, it'd be great to see plenty of you there after the game and just great to meet everyone in, in person in 3D as well. So I'm put some faces to names and all that kind of stuff. So do join us October the 7th. We'll have ticket details soon. And Flagship will return on Sunday as well to talk about Leeds after the fact 
do join us live Sunday, 8 p.m. here and on podcast afterwards. And leave us a review if you're listening to the podcast. We do do a, give a lot of attention to YouTube and live chats and all that kind of stuff. But we do appreciate our, pod, our loyal podcast audience as well. So we appreciate you there. Do give us a thumbs up and a subscribe here on YouTube. But give us a podcast review as well. We do love to read those too. Let's do predictions, shall we? Go on then, Seb. Have your moment. For the first time ever since the feature was bought in, I am ahead of you. Now you can find out what it means to be the hunt. Was it Lambert said that time? It's better to be the hunters than the hunt. I can't remember what crap he came out with. Either way, I'm winning on this feature. That's the important thing. So Seb has a three-point lead overall on rounds. Do you remember when you were crap? You made me introduce the rounds thing as well as another metric to win by. Yeah. Like when Craig introduced points per game or something nonsense like that. So we're all square on rounds. We've all, including our good mate Ed on Telegram, who is. Yeah, but I'm winning on the important one. But on points. Yeah. Seb's in the lead because he had a good. To be fair, you predicted ITFC spot on, didn't you? Yeah. So fair play to you. You also got another. T shirt designs for Rich will be, if you want to tweet me and give me ideas already, I'm more than happy to take that in now and build something. Yeah, just a reminder the season ends in May. Well. Um, You also got Swansea one, Coventry one spot on as well. So So your two favourite sides let you down? My two favourite sides? Ipswich and Coventry. I predicted a win. There where I've gained the points on you. If you want, sure. Are you feeling smug? Science. Right. Let's see how you'll get on this week. And what I would say is, if everyone's feeling all very happy and lovey-dovey about Seb's situation, for once he's able to be smug about predictions, Seb is predicting Ipswich to draw this weekend. Along with Ed, actually. I'm the only one. So sack Leb. Seb. Leb? Sack Seb for being disloyal. There's the L. Against Leeds. And for joining in a humour that excludes his employer. (laughs) (laughs) Employer, brilliant, right. (laughs) There's some interesting games this week. Yeah. Not least uh, Birmingham v Plymouth, because I I went with Plymouth last week, didn't I? And they let me down. But Birmingham, one of the... No, the... (laughs) Birmingham have had a really great start to the season, haven't they, Seb? They have, yeah. Um, Tom Brady's gone in there. It's very similar to us, isn't it? A couple of years ago, the feel-good factor is back. I guess they're going to fix St. Andrews because it looks like a building site at the moment. So, yeah, they're, they're riding the crest of a wave, and I think that'll continue at home to, to, to Plymouth on the weekend. They're, they're doing well. Yep. Coventry-Sunderland, the um, the matchup of playoff losing teams from last season. Uh, Sunderland off the mark, finally. But a little bit hit and miss. Same with Coventry, Seb. It's, you're, you're kind of hedging your bets with a one-all That's why I've gone for the draw. Yeah, both sides are kind of flat to deceive a little bit so far this season. So I played it safe and went for the 1-1. Fair dues. Uh, Millwall v Stoke. Also similarly difficult to call that one as well. Millwall, I was expecting to do well last week. And they didn't. Well, no, I didn't. I expected them to lose to Norwich the week before. I'm worried about Millwall. I think there might be a little bit of struggle there at Millwall if they don't get some players in. Stoke, really good win against Watford, bounced back, didn't they? Positive from them. Southampton v QPR. Um, I'm going for a 1-0 kind of repeat of our win for Southampton against Ainsworth's QPR. Um, but otherwise, Seb, it's not. It's not. I said there's some interesting fixtures. It's not a vintage week, is it? I think West Brom Middlesbrough is an interesting game because okay. you know Middlesbrough haven't got going at all, have they? West Brom, I think, were quite fortunate to get that point last weekend against Leeds. The the goal they scored was a handball in the Premier League. It's chalked off with VAR. So I think that's quite an interesting one because Middlesbrough have lost a lot of players, haven't they, in this in this summer window? And they they've signed a lot, but they've lost some quality up front. And they need to get going because we know how hard it is to play catch up. Talk to us about. Ipswich leads. Then you are going for the draw. I am. You've gone yeah. for the draw. You you said kind of forty eight hours ago earlier. It was one hours. Would I you... did spoiler alert. A peek behind the curtain. I did the script yesterday, and I put a one nil Ipswich Town win. And I just think these two people coming back in to the squad, maybe not the first eleven. Um, the possibility of uh, Joel Pirro signing before the game. I just think I, I can see it being relatively high scoring and entertaining. I mean, Leeds have conceded two goals per game I think since they came back down or just under maybe I think they've conceded two twice and maybe one once so I just think it'll be an entertaining two-all draw and I don't think that's that's not that bad a result against one of the big boys if you'd have said to us by the end of October by the end of August sorry you'll be on what will it be 10 points from the first four games would have absolutely snapped your hand off so I don't think that's a disappointing one but you're you're confident you think the win's going to continue don't you 
Yeah, only only because I think there is momentum in Ipswich's favour. Yeah, I think the Stoke win, along with the Sunderland win, an early home win in the Championship, a really confidence boosting, strong, dominant performance as well, is really positive as well. So I just think, I think Leeds click into gear in a major way in a week or two weeks' time, mm-hmm. um, and I think now is really great. If if, if it had been any longer. If we play them in mid-September, I think it's a very, very different game. So for that reason, I'm going with us. Um, Worth noting that Leeds have faced the fewest number of shots of any team in the championship overall. So we talked about Farker ball being, I know people hate Farker ball or Bekenna ball, what have you. Farker's style of play, we know is quite attacking, which invariably leads them to be quite open. But actually defensively, he's addressed some of that. And yeah, one of the... Yeah, well, the fewest shots faced by any team in the championship so far this season. So on average, seven shots per game. So defensively will be tight. Um, but I, I just think we've got enough about us. Um, it will be interesting to see if Leeds bring in reinforcements before Saturday. But you, Ed, yeah. joining you on a, on a draw as well. One all is Ed's prediction. We'll come back and see how we got on next week. But let's see what the folks in the chat have to say. What um, oh, A lot of conversation going on here. Um what have we got? I wonder if, the, if, if, if excitement has been tempered a little bit. There were a lot of 3 nil and 4 ones and 4 nils last week against QPR, weren't there, in the chat? I th- and I think there still is. Uh, we've got a 2-1 okay. from Philip. We've got a 3 nil from Lee. Um, Lee, uh, Another Lee says, room 101 will be back in no time. He'll never bring it back. He'll never bring it back. I think, have I still... Yeah. There it- <laughs> Always in my back pocket, Lee, if I need it. So that we'll... Um, yeah, and I, I press all the buttons so I can basically do whatever I want, which is great. So no, well, I'll keep with it. I, I kept with it last season. It's a, it's early days. Nothing's won or lost in August. I didn't uh, mention anything. It's, it's you bringing it up. I'm just answering the mind the, games. Mind got him. Got him right where I want him. Two nil to the blue RV behavior stuff. Three nil says Gary. Uh, what else? We've got three one. There's a lot of confidence here. Said too much maybe. Mm-hmm. Nikolai goes for a three two. That's all. Goldfest, Colin's going for a two deal, mullet four deal. There you go. Never play a board game with Rich. I make the rules. Um, horse holder, I reckon it will be something silly, either five nil or a three nil loss. He's going for um, Lee going for got a sneaky suspicion will drop points. He's going for a one all. Um, David Bergen's going for a one all as well. Um, one two. Um, I've got a bad feeling, says Rob. Hope I'm wrong. Two all says Stuart. Three one says Skip. So, yeah, plenty of spread here. Abdul's going for a 2-1. Um, Leeds, but I want Leeds to... Uh, 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 yeah. Um, 2-1 says Seabass. 3-0 says ITFC. Hashtag mad. 3-0 statement win. Matt's going for a 3-1. Um, Colin's even given us a prediction for Norwich. Um, I think that's who you mean by scum, Colin. Uh, Two-all draw there. Um, never back Norwich. Well, we did last week, and... Um, Turned out to be right. Uh, Ashley's going for a 2-1. Um, Gary's going for a one all. So there's plenty of spread there, as we say, and some some punchy, chunky three ones in there. John's got a 2-1. Hurst at the double. We love the working. We love it when people share their working. So thank you for that, John. We will come back next week and see how everyone got on, shall we? Yeah, let's do some music. I just missed the cutoff, but I have to put this on the screen. Geordie, Ipswich 8, Leeds 2. <laughs> Winky emoji. Um, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Uh, we shall find out who's right next week. But we will find out sooner how things went on on the flagship show on Sunday. Do join us for that live Sunday night, 8 p.m. here on YouTube. You can also watch it on Facebook. You can also watch it on Twitter as well. But I don't know if you can join in the chat on Twitter or you can listen on the podcast straight afterwards after we've all done there. Um, next week, uh, we need to figure out what the situation is ahead of Cardiff and deadline day as well. And a midweek game against Reading in the Cup. And a midweek game in where basically the away end will outnumber the home end probably. We keep <laughs> getting more and more tickets for that. So we'll figure out what we're doing shows-wise next week. But as always, I think we'll be here on Thursday night, won't we, Seb? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, depending how I get on in the predictions, obviously. Uh, but So do join us next week. Do like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, thank you, everyone who's um, been with us um, all night. We appreciate you. Thank you for your insights. 
Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Do uh, do remember to support ITFC fans supporting food banks. And if you're in the Greyhound, come and say hello. Um, I think that's it. I've got one more thing to do after you say goodbye, Seb. Yep, you have to take us out. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved in the chat. Great to see so many of you. Please come along to the Greyhound and, and say hello and have a drink with us. It'd be great to meet loads of you. Uh, keep an eye out for the details around the live show. And Rich will take us out because he is the current lucky charm, along with my black shirt. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. Welcome, Brandon Williams, as well. We shall see how he gets on, if he gets on, at the weekend as well. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you next time. Come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.